Once again, welcome to uh, Sharing Socks, our regular Wednesday ritual. I am the, the duty geezer of Southside Socks, Lee Allen, along with my son and West Coast correspondent, Will. And um, things are in turmoil across the country, so why not with our baseball team <laughs> as well? <laughs> Keep it like that. Um, before we get to that, I guess we should do some plus signs of awards for players, including the one whose hands are behind your head. All right, yeah. Luis bringing home that first gold glove. First of what I predict will be 35. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be around that long, huh? He's going to give Ichiro a run for his money, I think. Uh, I think as long as we've got Luis Robert in the outfield, we probably have a gold glove in the outfield. Pretty good chance of that. Since then, we have had the Silver Sluggers. That's right. Yep. Way to go. Way to go, Timmy and uh, Eloy and uh, I think Jose. That was pretty great as well. Uh, nice to see that. Eloy getting a lot of love. Also a finalist for all MLB outfield, uh, which is clearly the offensive outfield. <laughs> Since Luis isn't oh, the best. Yeah. I mean, Aloy, it's kind of been nice seeing him get so much uh, postseason appreciation just because he he almost flew under the radar this year with Jose sort of having this, you know, uh, resurgence and then Luis coming in as this glamorous rookie and then Tim, you know, just laying down the law at the plate again this year. Aloy kind of slid under there, especially when he was hurt for a little bit. Um but I love seeing him get this. That's going to be great. It's going to be great for his, his confidence in the next year. Maybe, maybe the the all MLB outfield award is for knowing to stay the heck out of the way when Luis comes running over to catch fly balls. True. No, you left field. <laughs> you know, Eloy would have had a much lower fielding percentage even if Eloy didn't play center if uh, Luis didn't play center field. So uh, it's all about knowing your role. Yeah. Stick within 10 feet of that foul line and you're good, buddy. <laughs> and I do think, uh, while it was weird that Kyle Lewis took uh, Rookie of the Year unanimously, I do understand why he won. Um, I think it was a little weird that Luis got, got no love um, for first place votes, but his batting average really did sort of tank by the oh, end of the Yeah, so, so, I mean, it was only a two-month season and one of those months was bad. Yeah. If you statistically compare the two of them, Luis actually comes out just a little on top in the end overall. Uh, But Kyle Lewis had a great season and he didn't have a slump like Luis did. So that's going to, that's going to get you your award. Um, Plus I'm holding out hope that Luis wins rookie of the year next year. He's that good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the other award was just, we're doing this on Wednesday, it was just last night, the manager of the year uh, in the American League went to Kevin Cash. Yes, indeed. Second place, and I love this, just too bad he couldn't win, uh, went to Ricky Renteria. That's awesome. Who doesn't have a job? Yes, I think it's great. I think it's going to help his prospects. Um, I don't think he'll end up coaching in the bigs this year, but he could end up with a AAA assignment or something, which... I think would be really good for him. Um, my hope, and I know that politically I'm, I'm preaching 
concede, concede, concede. But on the baseball side, I'm hypocritical. And I'm saying uh, now that I learned that just uh, not conceding is something you can do to keep your job, (laughs) apparently, I think Ricky uh, should not concede uh, despite being fired by the White Sox. He should stay in the dugout and uh, say that next year I'm going to be coaching opening day. You're going to have to remove me and uh, see what happens. Uh, It's really unfortunate that he didn't do that or couldn't do that or they didn't just themselves concede and go, okay, if you want to stay that badly, it's it's all right with us. Because really, the bad decisions at the end, and that, that can't be, I hope it can't be why I got fired, the few bad decisions at the end, the, the Cleveland game, the regular season, game three of the playoffs, really none of his decisions in there, no matter how, you know, pitching Carlos Rodon, whatever you want to say in there, were nearly as bad as the Kevin Cash decision that lost game six of the World Series. So, to pull Blake Snell? To pull Blake Snell. Now, yes, Cash absolutely should have won. I mean, you get as far as he got with a team that's what he had right? as a team. That's absolutely amazing. But he still made the worst decision probably of the year. It's true. And again, let's thank Justin Turner and his nine Dodger buddies who also have COVID now. <laughs> Right, so now we're on to Ricky Renteria. Ricky's gone, so gee, what do we do to fill our manager opening? Let's find the absolute worst decision we could make. A.J. Hinch? No, no! A.J. Hinch is small-time bad decision compared to this bad decision we can make. Let's go for the worst. Let's go for a guy who has a previously said really bad things about black people and uh, Hispanic people who is showing this incredible arrogance of playing off players against one another, who hasn't been uh, managing for a decade, who uh, we know has a DUI from 17 years ago. We thought of other things. Let's get him. <laughs> I mean, and, we've, we've harped on, on La Russa being the bad decision Prior to what we now know. Um, And certainly a DUI 17 years ago is not something I believe should keep someone from getting a job. However, a DUI charge the day before you get hired is at, at, what is he, 75? Yeah, 76. 76. 76 DUI the day before you get hired, I think is something we can look at as not okay. Yeah, the incident was February. It was put off all this time on formal charges because of COVID, really. Uh, the, the courts were backed up in Arizona and, and not not meeting for a long time and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it, it gets to me even more than the charge is now what comes out that the, the uh, policeman who, who arrested him, where he, where he says, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball player. Um, I mean, come on. It, it's, and it happens. Coaches can get like that. Coaches can be, uh, believe they are above everybody. That they, they, no rules apply to them. Uh, no norms apply to them. It really happens more with college football coaches than any other group I can think of, sure. not baseball sure. managers. But I guess if you've been managing long enough and your head is that swollen, 
uh, it can happen to you. And that, so that whole thing, well, I'm a baseball Hall of Famer. You can't arrest me. I mean, this is an absolutely horrible human being. They will use the word scum. I, he just, and yet, the, the fact of the matter medicine. is, the fact of the matter is, and you see a lot of people, a lot of people going, going at him on Twitter and stuff and making jokes. Fact of the matter is this guy needs actual help. You know, he is, he is an actual, you know, he is an alcoholic. He is addicted to a drug and he needs help. He does not need to be coaching a major league baseball team right now. And you don't need to be adding this to his schedule you know, he got caught and charged with a DUI. Well, that's the one he got caught. You know, you could kill someone easily doing this. He's lucky he didn't kill someone any of the times that he's done this. This is not a guy who should be leading a bunch of young men in 2020. We should be past this. Do I think he should be made fun of? No, of course not. Like, this is a serious thing. A lot of people in America deal with it. A lot of people in the world deal with it, of course. However... This is not something that means uh, he should be able to coach a major league baseball team when you have a lot of other candidates who are who are in better shape, younger, taking this more seriously, um, a better fit for the team, a better fit for baseball, uh, who have not spewed hateful rhetoric and who don't have this this issue. And again, I'm not hating on people who have this issue. It happens. But if you get caught driving while drunk, especially at age 74 i mean there's no excuse for driving drunk but i I am saying the one from 17 years ago i that wouldn't be the thing that keeps me from hiring him today because people can change a lot in 17 years what he has told us is he has not and um it's sad it's very sad but it's true and i just don't see how the white Sox can move forward with this information it's not good for the White Sox. It's not good for the team. And also, in the whole scheme of addiction and addiction recovery, it's really not good for Tony La Russa. So this is, this is a horrible scenario we're in. I would love to see him resign uh, as opposed to firing. I would like to see him say, you know what, this wasn't for me. I still need to work on something. It's going to happen. We will never see it happen. You're exactly right. They have to fire him. They have to fire him now. It's and and you know on the on the drunk driving charges and actually we don't know he's an alcoholic. It would just seem to indicate that that's a distinct possibility. That's true. Uh, but you know, you know. I mean, there's no proof. There's no evidence. Not stating this as fact, but you just know in your mind that if he pulls the I Tony Larusa card. How many times yeah. was he stopped and didn't, didn't, have, didn't have to pull the card? The cop looks in and goes, is that you, Mr. LaRusa? Oh, you know, you know, you've been, it's not looking good. You've been weaving down the road. Look, look just pull your car over here. I, 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 I'll call you a cab or I'll, I'll give you a ride home. Um, you know what's happened because he's famous and famous people get out of stuff like that particularly sports famous people, um, it, it just has to have happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe these are two freak incidents. I don't believe that that can be the case. Yeah, I mean, it, of course, like saying it happened other times is, is conjecture on our part and just kind of going off of 
patterns and how we know historically these guys act in this situation. Um, but even if you take away the, if this has happened before, he is 76. This is not boys will be boys, which actually puts into perspective that his last DUI was at 59, which is also <laughs> not good. In my head, I'm thinking 17 years ago is when he was 22. But I, you know, I, it's, it's occurring to me, maybe I, when I said 17 years, it was wrong. Maybe it was 2007, but either way, it was, it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, either 2007 or 2003 was one, one of those. When, forgive us, folks out there, that uh, if, I, if I messed up the year on that. Um, meanwhile... Uh, we know it's Jerry's decision. We know all about Jerry and his old buddy who we can't stand that Hawk fired in 1986. Um, but uh, but I, I just, and I, I just did a bit calling for a boycott. Uh, I wrote a nice little poem song uh, that'll be on the site, uh, calling for a boycott, uh, you know, B-O-Y-C-O-T-T. Uh, but um it's not, you, you got to ask yourself, Rick Hahn, executive of the year. Okay, it got forced down his throat. He had to do it. But, you know, he's paid very well. He has enough money to tide him over for a couple of months till he gets another job. Where's his resignation? Where's Ken Williams' resignation? Where are these, I mean, they're showing that they got a little lack of guts and a little lack of self-respect and, and a huge lack of integrity. These guys should be gone too. I mean, the whole, they, just, they should just wipe out the whole, the whole management. We've got a great baseball team with great guys on it. And now it's going to be the absolute scorn of the sports world um, until this gets rectified, which may never be. It's a two-year contract, right? It, I mean, it could be a horror story for a long time. Well, let's hold that thought. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, everyone who should resign and or be fired. What a lovely talk we're having about the White Sox in November of 2020. Uh, we'll be right back. All right. So you think uh, Han should resign. You think uh, Kenny Williams should resign. Uh, Ryan Sorf, we've been wanting to sell the team since before I was born. Uh, I agree with you. I, I mean, I think all those guys should go. This was the thing. The thing you mentioned a boycott earlier is, you know, this is like the most useless time to boycott. That one, they're not playing, but once they do play, we still don't know if we can have fans. Well, so, I, I suggested we start by boycotting buying any White Sox gear for Christmas presents for anybody or for ourselves. Do not shop at the White Sox shop. Do not have anything to do with any of okay, their merchandise. Hold on, one, one second. I got to change my list. <laughs> okay yeah yeah i can't get that no can't get that that no <laughs> um no i i agree it's it's ridiculous i i don't really know how to hit them in the pocketbook but uh not buying stuff you know none of it's gonna happen you you also have to realize there are just so many people out there who are like yeah La Russa. um but yeah i mean if i were han i would be gone someone would hire him for sure uh it's just ridiculous and it's unfair to these guys these players to bring this noise i mean he hasn't even started coaching the team he hasn't even started he hasn't even shown up to his first day of work and and here we are we're we're saying you have to fire him and these other guys have to resign 
that just tells you any other candidate would be better. <laughs> it also tells you that all the noise around La Russa, which is going to be there forever, detracts hugely from the players. And that's really unfair to these guys. We're just talking about the awards that some of them won. Some of the others are going to be winning awards. All of them are going to be playing the very best they can play for as long as they can do it. And it's, it's not going to be about them. It's going to be about him. And that's, boy, that's, that's just not fair. It, it's so unfair to the players that they did this in the first place and that they continue to do it is just a horror story. Marcus Stroman made it very clear he wouldn't come. Now, he's also taken the uh, qualifying offer just, just today from the Mets, so he, he couldn't but come under that circumstance. He took the qualifying offer after this news came out. He didn't... That's true. You know, he he was probably considering the White Sox. And maybe not... Miles at, mention it. At a huge level, but at a small one. But yeah, he had to have been considering it to even talk about it. And then to see him take that qualifying offer today was just, oh, okay, this is actually going to hurt us in every way. Because yeah. no one's itching to come play for him. And it's really uh, a shame. Yeah, of any sort. Uh, even the, the response from the players, yeah, when, when, when Tim and, and uh, uh, Eloy got questioned uh, by reporters when they, when they won their awards, uh, they kind of got, oh, it'll be nice. Although Tim said, hey, I'm going to be me, which I, I think was really cool. <laughs> I congratulate him on that. Um, but and the, apparently, La Russa has never reached out to the players. Uh, one site, that some commenter was going, well, what's he supposed to do, call all 40? Well, yes. yeah. But, but also, we have a means of communication available. This will amaze you. But there's a means of communication where he could have done an initial communication with all the players at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you could even <laughs> just text send out a nice all. email, be, 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 be self-deprecating, you know, I'm just so pleased to be with you guys and look forward to the season and uh, be as on a jerk as he could be in the whole thing. Never. It's not happened. None of this has occurred. These are also oh. young dudes. These are guys in their 20s. Send them a text that says, hey, it's Tony. Hit me up if you want to chat. Exactly. My room's open. Yeah. Good yeah. to see you. Good to be a part of this. Go Sox. It's, yeah. it's insane that he hasn't reached out to anyone. Can you imagine getting being in charge of 40 new guys, getting paid millions of dollars, and then just being like, yeah, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. <laughs> Well, well, you got to go to the Russa attitude. One of my my favorite things about quotes from him, and he said many horrible things, but was telling a player, I may have been Colby Rasmus, but that's just a guess right now. I don't remember who it was. Uh, Yeah, players have lockers. Coaches have offices. Guess who's got more staying power or who's going to stay around? It's not even true. (laughs) Guy's got the $100 million five-year contract. He's probably staying around. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but it just shows a total arrogance. The players make the team, folks. The managers eh, fiddle a little at the edge, but the players make the team. Well, especially now. I mean, it's more so than ever the players' game. Kind of how the NBA really made a big shift during this LeBron era from being, you know, head coaches keep their team in in line and do this thing, and head coaches are so big. Well, that has completely shifted, and the NBA has realized where the power is, and they've given it, not given it, the players have taken it. And 
it has made MBA a global phenomenon. I mean, the MBA has just become huge. And you're starting to see that. You're starting to see player forward behavior in Major League Baseball. And it makes the game more fun. I mean, this this whole season, all we're talking about is is how fun everyone is, how fun the Rays were because of their stuff, how fun the Braves were to watch because of their selfie stuff and their excitement with each other. The White Sox were probably the top of the fun. You know, there were a lot of fun teams this past year in this weird season, but the White Sox were probably the most fun to watch during the regular season. And, you know, to just to just – Get rid of a manager, and again, getting rid of Ricky is a different story, but to get rid of a guy who is absolutely player first, to go to a guy who is absolutely player last, is going to not gel well, I think, for this White Sox team. And I think Tim saying he's going to be himself, one, it's great. Two, that is him saying, if this goes bad, it wasn't me. And I think... (laughs) And I think he deserves that because Tim's energy is what has brought this team to where it is. It's his, it's his t- style of play, his energy with these young guys coming up. They really want to play with them. They want to play with that style. It's, a, it's an arrogance, but it's also just a confidence um, and, a, and an excitement and energy bring to the game. And La Russa, he has arrogance, but it is a different type of arrogance altogether. And a type I do not welcome. I very much welcome Tim's arrogance. I mean, you get a hit 335 in, in, you know, 2020, then you can flip a bat. I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, and when you look at the we, – we mentioned uh, Stroman briefly, all of the, the free agents out there, we don't know what any free agent's attitude will be. But we need a left-handed hitting outfielder, and the two leading left-handed hitting outfielder candidates are black. Uh, so that raises some, uh, again, the, the, the racial issues. Uh, but that's superseded now by this. And, and I mean, to take the other, the, the most recent Larissa one, ESPN called him. ESPN called him about the drunken driving uh situation and he hung up on him unbelievable what what kind of pr is that you don't sit there and talk maybe you, you should have some nice excuse lined up some little story lined up about how horrible you feel about what happened it was uh, you know it's my birthday it was or this this friend died of covid i mean whatever it may have been true or untrue you should have had some story ready to go some some penance that you want to talk about and instead you hang up on probably the most important phone call from a reporter that you could get 100 percent. i mean it just goes to show that he is absolute scum he is trash he is a he is an outright garbage human being if he was on our podcast right now i would say the exact same thing straight to his face there is there's just no question about it this is this is just the icing on the cake, you know, in terms of what makes this dude scum. So the way he's acted after, I mean, if he, all you got to do is come out and say, you know, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. That was a huge mistake. I, I won't let it happen again. Even that, while we won't believe you and, you know, it's probably not good enough, we would still be like, okay, this guy at least understands right and wrong. 
But right now, the way he's responded, he doesn't even seem like he gets basic right and wrong stuff that first graders get, you know? He's he's ugh, he's the worst. He's the worst. I, I hope they fire him. And if they don't, you know, I will be there. We will get uh we will get, you know, some really good seats right behind the dugout, and we will just boo the crap out of that guy for three straight hours while cheering on all the players. No, I'm not spend I'm not spending a dime. Not a, not a dime while he's there on White Sox gear, White Sox memorabilia, White Sox tickets, anything. That's well, then you got to do the best thing you can do, which is what I do at Wrigley, which is someone gives me a ticket and then I go and intentionally buy nothing. Yes, it's that's like, that's yes, like negative if somebody, money. Somebody gives me a ticket, will I go? I suppose on the secondary market, where none, you can't do StubHub because that money comes back to. Right, the team in in some form, but some of the other secondary markets was just the guy selling on on eBay or whatever they're, wherever they're putting it. Then you're not putting a single penny in Jerry's pocket. Which incidentally, we talk about old Jerry's money. It's it's all his money. It's not. He only owns the last I saw was 19 percent of the team. Uh, I've seen really? 20. So so he owns one fifth of the team. The reason he controls it is is that it's some kind of setup within the corporation that he's got all the votes. That's not uncommon, it, it, particularly in closely held companies. It, it's, it's not uncommon. It's not even, um, it was true of uh, the Indians when they, when they sold public stock, Jacobs still held all the votes. Uh, and there are huge corporations, public corporations that are, are that way. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway has two levels of, of stock, lots, lots of companies do. Sure. But but we're always talking about it's Reinsdorf's money, it's Reinsdorf's. No, it's not. One fifth of it is Reinsdorf's money. And really, more of it is taxpayers' money. They paid 19 million for the Sox in 1981. The, the whole, I mean, that's amazing when you look at the values now, around one and a half billion. The taxpayers have more involved in, in the funding of the stadium of around 150 million yeah. that the taxpayers yeah. have been soaked for for that stadium. But Reinsdorf Ego makes it all about him as far as the ownership and control goes. And legally, it is. But morally, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Reinsdorf, all you got to do is watch The Last Dance to see how big of a drip and idiot that guy is. But, um, yeah, it is absurd. I didn't realize he owned that little of a team. I mean, that's... That's crazy to me. It, the board, it, the, yeah. the, the board is largely other really old guys who go way must go way back with him. It's like things. The guy who was his accountant, the guy who was his business partner in the in, in the real estate, that kind of thing. That's what the rest of the board is, and they're along for the ride. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, you know, do you money. realize? Do you realize how crappy of an owner you have to be in Chicago? to get the news coverage over the rickets. Like, come <laughs> on. People are sitting around talking about Reinsdorf instead of the rickets. The rickets are sitting at home being like, oh, they have no idea how racist <laughs> we are. And you're just like, what is going on here? It's just crazy that, well, that we even have to talk about this stuff. But that's what it is. I, th I think we should wrap there for today. Thoughts? I, I agree. We we have we have vented. We have vented. As, as is every other Sox fan in the universe. <laughs> yeah, Sox Twitter is a, a special place to be right now. 
um, for better or worse. It is, it's, it's happening. There are some people out there, Janice is doing the Lord's work on Sox Twitter. Um, so shout out to Janice, keep up the good fight. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure in this next week, we're going to find out about Tony LaRusso's, uh, involvement in al-qaeda and uh <laughs> you know something else at that point uh anything any last words nope all right see you next time Sox fans